motivated? Get educated. Get growing your property empire with the How To Property Podcast with your host, Ryan Luke. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the How To Property Podcast. Um, I've got Mark from Boostly on. I'm sure many of you know him, especially if you're in the short-term accommodation game. Um, just before we get started, I would um, well a couple of things. Obviously, this is streaming live into the Facebook group as well, so we're going to take some questions, live questions, and a bit of a personal thing for me today. Uh, my grand sadly passed away this afternoon, so I'd like to dedicate this podcast to her, and um, you know, hopefully. No one else is uh, experiencing the same, but yeah, sadly, uh, she passed away. But the show must go on, and uh, I'd like to dedicate this to her. So, um, Mark, thanks for for joining us. Um, I know um, you've been busy, as always, so uh, I can't can't wait to have a chat with you and see what's been going on, and, and we can kind of go from there. Yeah, sound. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for inviting me. No bother. So, what? Uh, where should we start? What you've been working on? Let's go from there. So uh, this year. My my big thing that I want to get done is I want to write a book, and um, the 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 uh, the base and everything. I've got the whole idea in my head, and I know exactly what I want to do. It's going to be called the Book Direct Playbook. Um, it's going to be if anybody's ever read Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss, it's going to be that type of book where you just go in, you don't read it from cover to cover. You basically you just pick out certain things, and it's going to be t- t- packed full of tips on how to get more bookings for your. For your property almost like a playbook yeah you know basically with, with a playbook you go and find a play that you want to do you, you you implement it and you do it so that's that's like one of the main things that i'm, I'm working on working on this year uh alongside like the training and the website design and, and everything else so yeah got got a lot a lot going on cool cool i wrote a book last year so i um i'll be yeah. definitely pinging you asking for advice <laughs> i uh, mine's quite a quirky one so in January, I did the same. I'm going to write a book this year just on basically, you know, what I'd done. And and um, I felt like, you know, I had a, a fair bit to give out there and just tips. And and then I give up after about, I don't know, two or three writing sessions. I was just like, oh, this is this is hard graft, this. And um, But then I'm not wanting to quit. So I picked it back up about four months later, uh, not long after lockdown one finished. And... Um, I kind of figured out that I was sat in the gym when I was lifting weights in the gym, you sit for like a minute, 90 seconds in between reps. So I thought, well, I don't do anything apart from stare out the screen. So I thought if I write on a Google doc in between those reps over time, consistent action every single day, five, six times a week, I'd end up with, you know, a book. And sure enough, four months later, I ended up with like, I don't know, 40,000 word book. And then, um, and then sent it off to a, a proofreader and and it's all published now so um nice. yeah so oh, I'll definitely i will be definitely coming to you for for, for advice no no doubt what what is it you, you might as well give it a pitch and a, and a plug now whilst we whilst we've said it what what is it called it's the same as the podcast so it's how to property um yeah so it's had a, it's had a good start you know a good few downloads and um it's it wasn't i didn't really i haven't done it to make money as such i just I just had the, you know, when you set yourself something and you want to do something, so you commit to it and then you do it. Yeah. And um, and that's why I did it. And nowadays it's so easy to self-publish. It doesn't cost that much. So, um, so yeah, yeah. so. But well, it's, I'm, um, I'm very fortunate. I've got people like yourself and Julie George, who's based in Australia and like um, Jasper and uh, from uh, Paid For Your Pad and Danny from Optimize B&B, people that are like 
in our industry that have written books around this. So it's I'm very fortunate that I can just pick up a WhatsApp and send a few questions over. And I'm very, very fortunate that I've got um, a very talented copywriter called Neely Khan from Neely Limited. She's written a lot of books. Um, she's a storytelling copywriter, and she's going to help me sort of co-author it um, because right now the prospect of writing 40 to 50,000 words is a bit overwhelming. I mean, I know exactly what it's going to look like. I've got it all in my head. I know the cover. I know everything. I know like the steps and, and all of that. It's just a case of um, getting started. So yeah, yeah. I'm writing um, course next week actually. So I'm on a book writing right. course next week for for a full week. So hopefully be able to to um, start getting it down. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> I think if I was to do it again, I would probably use one of those speaking apps where you just talk and it writes the words for you. And I think yeah. you'd just like brain dump everything out. And then you'd probably go back in and rewrite the content around what you'd brain dumped as such. That's a good tip. Um, that's a good tip. Thank you for that. Uh, no, I, uh, I appreciate that. Seeing that I literally am starting it next week, that's a very good tip. So, oh, well, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I mean, uh, obviously we're both short-term accommodation, service accommodation, uh, whatever we, whatever you want to call it these days. How, what's your thoughts for this year? How do you, you know, what did you think of last year? Well, I think it's it's funny because when I meet people, I, I live in Spain, so I, I live in, in Javier, Spain, and I meet people. Like we, we can still, you know, we're not in lockdown here. We can still go out and like eat and stuff and all things. And when I meet somebody and I say, "Oh, I, I help hospitality owners," the first reaction that I get is, Oof, "You know," and it's oh. like, you know what I mean. But I, I feel that for obviously, if you're a hotel owner bed and breakfast owners to a certain point you they've really had a, a tough year and i get that but for, for 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 what we're talking in with service accommodation with the world that we, we sort of know service accommodation i i i strongly believe that if you were agile and if you were doing the things that every business owner should be doing then i, I really don't think that 2020 um should have been any different because if you if you think about it and, and, and if you work your way back now, when you open up a business, now, people in this group, whether you're listening live or on the replay, when you start up a business and it's it's not hospitality, let's just say website design, like what I do, website design. When I started up the website part of Boostly, I couldn't go onto the internet and list my services on a, on a website and pretty much guarantee to get revenue and income and business from it. So if you if you think back to what we do, with hospitality, with with accommodation, short stay accommodation, you've got an apartment you get hold of, and you and you and, and you want to get a booking. Where do you go? You know, we're very fortunate that we've got Booking.com, Airbnb, and the Expedia Group that you can go and list your services, your your business on there, and you're pretty much as long as you've got decent pictures and you don't mess it all up, you're pretty much guaranteed to get bookings, right? Yeah. The problem with that, the problem with that is that you can become lazy and you can become complacent and you can just go, well, if I'm getting guaranteed pretty much revenue from airbnb i don't really need to do anything and since 2016 up until march 2020 one of the most common responses to me because i'm all about direct bookings i'm all about doing the marketing tactics don't build your house on someone else's land one of the, the most common responses to me in facebook groups and forums is well why do i need to do all of this booking.com and airbnb give me all my bookings and i've just said well listen you never ever ever want to build your house on someone else's land because at the end of the day something could happen the fan will snap and you could just you know you could just lose all your income your account could get locked out x y and z and you know i didn't think that a global pandemic would happen <laughs> or anything like that but 
if you'd look back to March in 2020, the amount of people that lost nearly everything because Airbnb one day you woke up, you saw the notification on your phone where they just sent a blanket message to everybody without any warning to the host saying, listen, you can cancel your stay. It doesn't matter what the cancellation policy is. They're just gone. Yeah. And for, for years and years and years and years, I've been sort of talking about direct bookings and, and it's only really since March, 2020 that more and more people now are going, I do need to be multi-platform. I do need a website. I need to be doing, I need to be doing more things. Yeah, you have to for the first time be agile. You have to think outside the box. And for for so many um, service accommodation owners, self catering, etc. Especially like, let's just dial it all back to to, to England to, to to the UK. And I, I work worldwide, but let's just dial this back to the UK and in England. The the first thing that everybody should have been doing in March, which is what a lot of people did do in March and April and May, was to be reaching out to key workers, to NHS staff, et cetera. And that's what so many people did to get on by, right? And this is the exact same playbook right now. We're recording this in January 2021. This is where another lockdown is happening. Leisure people obviously can't travel. Business guests are even more restricted. So everybody should be just playing the same playbook, contacting your local NHS hospital, contacting estate agents for people in relocation, go into the niche and the alternative sites like Gumtree and get into the free Facebook groups where so many people spend their time anyway, more so when they're on lockdown. Mm-hmm. And just start posting about your accommodation. And and my prediction for 2021 is that we're going to see pretty much exactly the same as what we saw last year. You're going to have to be agile. You're going to have to be proactive. And you're going to have to be finding bookings where you wouldn't normally have to. You have to be agile. You have to be forward thinking. And you need to be, if you haven't done so already, get a website, get a property management software. And again, the, the key word is, is, is proactive. And if everybody who does that does it well, then you'll be absolutely fine. Your properties will be full. Yeah, you, you, your night, your rate per night may be not what you want it to be. But at the end of the day, if you can get guests through your door and if you can, and if you can keep in contact with those guests with an email list or WhatsApp, then, you know, you, you'll be absolutely fine. That's my yeah. prediction. That's, that's, what, yeah. that's, that's, what, that's, what, that's my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I um and just to give people a bit of a background, you grew up in a B and B business, right? And so, so you've you've kind of known a far is it a farm? Kind yeah. Of? So uh, the, my family business is the Granary Farm State. It's based in Scarborough, um, right on the Yorkshire coast, and um, that's thirty plus years uh, that's been open. I've been I was full time in it from two thousand eleven uh, to two thousand sixteen, and then for the last four or five years, I've been doing that alongside Boosley. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. And I assume impacted a bit last year, just given the market that it was, it's a, it's a different kind of kettle of fish. Isn't it? Yeah. So just like everybody, and, and this again, this is where somebody jumped in my messages one day and said, well, just because a direct booking doesn't mean that they can't cancel. And I totally get that. So we were affected just like anybody. We, our direct bookings had to cancel, but we had power we could reach out to them and have a one-on-one conversation with them on the phone and just said listen ryan i know you're booked you're booked to come stay with us in april you obviously can't you know if you desperately need the money right now we will refund you but if if you're okay to just postpone it to later in the year to come and stay with us in the year fine and, and we were able to save so much revenue for our business by doing it and yeah we're affected yes the bnb um didn't reopen as what it would reopen but we've got holiday cottages as well and those holiday cottages 
made more money because we're able to very quickly pivot. We put the prices up and it's, yeah. you know, it, it was, it's self catering. And um, even bed and breakfast owners, even bed and breakfast owners were able to change slightly and were able to, um, for the first time, for so many of them, we're able to bring in a business revenue. So I, I, I'm a massive believer, and Jessica Lorimer, who talks about this a lot, about corporate revenue, and she's not even in service accommodation. She's a sales coach who does this really well, is a, is a, is a massive believer. And I think everybody should have some form of business revenue, corporate revenue in, in, in their accommodation business. Because at the end of the day, even in a normal year, it fills out your Monday to Friday really well in the slow seasons. But... So many B&Bs that I know now in Whitby, and Whitby, one in three properties, I mean, you're from the Northeast, you know Whitby, one in three properties is a B&B. B&Bs yeah. have never had to in Whitby, had to rely on contractors, but now in October, November, and December, I know people that are, have done really well out of building contractor relationships, and these are the sort of relationships that will surpass even when all of this is over, you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. I think that I, I think that yeah, even bed and breakfasts like can 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 survive f- through this by yeah, yeah, being yeah. agile. You know what I mean. It's all about the hunger. Have they got the hunger? Which is why you know you see people like Naima, Zivu, just going out and just buying hotels and guest houses left, right, and center because maybe the B and B owners don't have that hunger anymore. And then Naima's just coming in, turning it into self catering accommodation, etc. It's funny you should say that. <laughs> That's uh, a bit of my game plan this year, I think. Is, there you uh, go. I think, I think, I think yeah. it's going to be a game plan for, for a lot of people. Yeah. And it, yeah. it's, it's something that's been on the cards for a while. If, if, you know, if, you, if you honestly look at it, what 2020 is, is, has done is it speeded up the inevitable on, on a lot of industries. You know, like the whole DoorDash thing going IPO, Airbnb going IPO, you know, the whole Uber Eats and you know, the whole restaurants now have to have a takeaway revenue, whether they like it or not. I think the, the 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 guest house model and the way that the I mean booking.com 18 months ago saw the growth of what Airbnb were doing. They saw the growth of service accommodation. They saw the growth of accommodation and apartments and rental accommodation. They never had a rental part of their business before. They had to build a whole team because of the growth of this. And this is just it just accelerated because if it right now, if you were to look at a customer um, sentiment study and you would ask somebody, would you rather go stay at a hotel right now or would you rather have your own space? You know, it's a stupidly high number of people that would rather stay in a, in a, in, in a cottage or an apartment or your own, own private safe um, environment, which yeah. is, which, which is why. And if you look at a B&B, if you look at the B&B at what it is, it's, you know, four, five, six rooms, um, and you've got the living areas. Well, all you literally need to do, you put a little kitchener in, you, you take out the living area, and you've got another room, another income, and you can really easily do it with the technology that it, we have right now, with key locks and all of those things. I can see so many, many, many people, because as well, the reason why is that 20 years ago, you'll find a, a 20, 25-year-old, 26-year-old couple will stop doing their career and they'll move to Scarborough, they'll buy a B&B, a two or three bed B&B. Then what you'll find is that maybe five, six years down the line, they'll get more confident and then what they'll do is they'll go and buy and maybe a seven or eight B&B, sell the one and two onto somebody else who'll come into the market. So there's a constant flow or their kids will get involved. Now, what's happened is, is that that chain has stopped. So young families, and I've I've noticed this massively four years ago, young families aren't buying up B&Bs anymore. 
because number one is a lot of work. And I'm speaking from experience. I was getting up at six, doing all the bills, all the emails, doing breakfast, um, checking out guests, then going changing all the rooms over. And then you've got to do the next constant flow. Plus we had teams. It's a lot of work. You know, I had two kids, um, you know, two kids. And now I've got three kids, but two kids when we're doing it, barely saw them. So it's a lot of work. And so the, the 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 chain stopped. So what you'll find is that you'll now you'll get people that are at retirement age and they're tired and it's like all of this is just going, oh, can we be asked doing this? So for a lot of people, what's happening is, is that, um, and again, if you come into the Facebook groups that we're a part of, you'll see that so many people have, have, uh, are wanting to get out and which is why property people are coming in and, you know, and again, it, it, if, if, if you can find a good price for a good buyer, I can see it happening more and more and more this year. And it's not just here that this is happening. It's happening in America. Um, you know, you just speak to anybody who's in the property game over there. Uh, they call it motels there. So many people are doing the exact same model, but but over there. And I can just see more and more, more of it happening. Yeah, yeah. No, certainly, I mean, we've actually got a marketing strategy in place, which is going live next week to literally drop on the doorsteps of, the elderly type owners and just be like, we'll buy your business. You know, if you've had a tough year and you want out, we're here, you know, so yeah. um, to good. them, to, to them. It's, flip it's them. a nice out for a lot of people. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's people get in into property for reasons and people get out of property for reasons. And it's normally the, the opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of how long they've done it for. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think with the, um, with the, the market, what I've certainly seen is where the tourist size dropped off, the contractors have, have definitely picked up you know i've to put it in perspective i've just bought a new van for the business for the maintenance Mm -hmm. guys it was hard getting a van like you know because they're just people are just buying vans left right and center because contractors are run off their feet so Mm -hmm. you know those that that industries took a boom and obviously the tourism's dipped so we've definitely seen that uplift in the monday to friday traffic and and let me tell you it's so much nicer (laughs) You know, there's no drunk people chucking beer on your walls and sick to be cleaned up on a Sunday morning and, mm-hmm. and everything else going on with it. So um, I think we've had quite a nice time in that regard that we've not had to deal with all that type of stuff over the last six to nine months. But um, I think I think we're going to see two booms this year. And I think one's going to be post this vaccination end of lockdown, which I think mm-hmm. will be March, April, falling into the Easter holidays. I think yeah. it'll be similar to the July, August sort of boom we had after the lockdown last time. And then I think we're going to get the natural summer because I still don't know whether people can afford to pay for these tests to keep going away, you know, a bit unsure of the quarantines and all the different rules to the different countries. So, you know, I mean, we tried to book the lakes, you know, you talk about, you know, um, like Scarborough and places like that, they'd have been rammed in the summer. Like we tried to book the lakes for the family and, it was like 500 quid a night for like a bog standard tiny yeah. little two bed cottage. And, but they were selling, you know, they were, the, you, you went on one day, you were like, you're right. Okay. We'll book that. We'll go on the next day. Gone. You know? Mm-hmm. So I think the, I think 2021 as a whole for service accommodation is going to be profitable. I think we might have a bit of a, a, a continued slog to get the bookings driving in over the next two, three months. But you know, that's pretty much what you should have been doing for the last, six to nine months and probably beforehand in all fairness, but definitely for the last six to nine months. And, um, and if you continue to do that after this, then I think you'll have a really good business. But I think mm-hmm. what might happen is people will become lazy again and just rely on, oh, well, Airbnb sending me loads of business, so I don't need to do anything. Yeah, yeah I, I hope not. I hope it has given everybody the impotence to go, 
right, I need to have a proper system in place here. I need to have like a good PMS, property management software, a good website to attract people. And uh, I, I really do hope that's the case. I really hope everybody that that is listening is not just planning for the short term. I really hope that everybody right now is looking for June, July, August, because if 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 we can jump into the human psyche for 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 one minute, one thing that we always look forward to is having something to look forward to. That's literally how we are trained. Like 26, Boxing Day, you get Christmas out of the way. It's like, right, what am I doing next year? Where's my annual holiday? Where am I going on, on vacation, X y, X, y, and Z? And I guarantee you right now, you will have people, if you've been doing this for a while, and if you have a chunk of leisure guests under your portfolio, and you you know, it could be leisure for just a break. It could be for an event or just an anniversary or whatever. People are planning right now. They may not be you know um, biting the bullet and, and going for it because of obvious reasons. Uh, the, the the two main key factors of why people are making bookings is safety and cancellation. So what can you be doing on your marketing material to make sure that, number one, the guest knows that they're safe. Number two, they know that if for whatever reason, if they have to cancel or postpone it, there's going to be no no charges. So what can you be doing? So that's the first thing. If everybody's thinking, okay, how do I get bookings this year? How do I get these, these bookings? Number one, think about those two keywords. So it's quite simple. Go onto your social media, go onto your website, explain everything that you're doing. If you just go look at some real good websites out there like uh, Ginger and Gold and Dalton Properties, et cetera, they've got clear guidelines on what they're doing for, 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 for safety and for cancellations this year. Just go and check out what they're doing and, and just, just, just have an eye. And that's what you should be doing on your website. Social media, talk about it as, as well because you'd be amazed at how many people do actually go and check this out. Like the word of mouth that goes on that you don't even know about. Um, go and do that. Make sure that your pricing for June onwards is ready for the bounce back because we, we haven't got a clue when it will be. We know vaccines are coming and and, and next Y and Z. And we, and, and we can safely sort of assume that staycation is not going to go anywhere. It's always been a thing. Last year it was huge because people didn't travel because, yeah, they've, it, it, there's so much changing of rules and quarantines and countries and borders and, and all of those sort of things. And that's only going to get worse this year. So you can imagine that as soon as lockdown is out, People right now are stuck and they want to have something to look forward to. So yeah. they may be thinking Easter, they may be thinking May, they may be thinking June, but just be ready for it. Don't underprice your services. Don't underprice you because you've only got a certain amount of units or beds that you can actually sell. It's not like this is an online course where you can just do unlimited, unlimited, unlimited. So make sure you price accordingly. So get on Price Labs, get on um, all the rooms, get on Beyond Pricing, all of those real cool pricing tools. Look at it and plan accordingly. And again, just start talking, start talking online, talking on social media, get an email list, do all these, all these things that, you know, um, we've been talking about for time now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think also you've got to um, just touch and base on the platforms, the pricing softwares, because I think they are great and they do serve a great purpose, not only for playing the algorithms of the systems, but also for, you know, being your right-hand man when you're not available and obviously a lot of people do do this as a, as a side hustle to start off with yeah. but um things like uh let me give you an example the great north run for example last year i lost a fortune because that didn't go ahead but hey ho yeah. it was the 40th anniversary of it big 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 event that is going to be huge this year if that goes ahead you know mm-hmm. so i had a quick flick on this about four months ago and Price Labs wasn't pricing anywhere near what it should be for that event. 
it had it slightly hiked, but not where it needs to be. So, yeah. you know, I put a 300% uplift on it. And, and, and we have had a couple of bookings. But as you say, the minute that that is fully, I think it's been announced already, but the minute it is like given the full go ahead, you know, we're going to start coming down this tier system, that is just going to book instantly. You know, people yeah. will start to book the, the, the further out and, um, you know, right. I, and, and, and stuff like that. So if you are in locations, you know, like Lakes, Cotswolds, places like that, where a pricing software might not necessarily pick up that that's going to have a bit of a spike in April and May this year once we're out of this. So maybe you want to just also get in and tweak it slightly because I think a lot of people do get these softwares, but then they think it's kind of like, oh, that's done now. Yeah, you can't just set and forget. I mean, again, these pricing softwares are great, but they don't know, you know, Great North Run, for example. You know, for example, if you're in Liverpool and there's going to be a trophy parade at some point this year, you guarantee that these pricing softwares won't know when that's going to happen. You know what I mean? Or if there's like a, a, a brand new event or whatever. So you have to... You can't just set and forget, but you can't just set and forget anything. You know, you've got to keep your eye on it. Anything like anybody who's trading in, you know, in, in like cryptocurrency or, or stocks and trades or anything, you can't just set and forget. You always have to be in there tweaking it in some way, shape, or form yeah. to get the full maximum benefit from it. And the same is like with with this. You've got to keep your eye on it. And my advice is always price really high now. Because the Great North Run isn't until, what, October, November, Q4 of this year. It's price high. Price high and be confident. Because what's the worst that can happen? It's not set in stone. When it gets to August or September and you go, I've still got, I've still got availability here, go in and lower it. It's yeah. absolutely fine. You can lower your price the closer it gets to it. You know, It's, it's absolutely fine. And I, and I think that's what so many people worry about is they think that once they've made a decision, they have to, they have to stick with it. I actually go one step further. I close all of the big dates out to the OTAs via our channel manager. So you can only book direct. And what I do in the first two weeks of January is we send an email out to our full list to say, listen, if you want to book August bank holiday, um, you know, Christmas 2021, you have to do it directly with us. These are the dates. It's available on our website. It's first come, first serve. You can go and book now. And it's a fantastic way of starting a new year with a ton of revenue coming in because of, of you know, of, of how we structure it and, and how we do it. It's And again, it all brings it back to proactive, proactive. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a great tip, by the way. That that is a fantastic tip. I think anyone listening should uh, who is involved in service accommodation and has a database. So we come back to the beginning of you know working like a business. So many yeah. people just didn't collect email addresses. They had no database to go at, and they just kind of relied on on the channels over and over again. So um, yeah. yeah. So um, my dad lives in Spain, so I, I do get the feedback of what's happening lockdown wise there yeah. as well, and. Um, you know, I think um, maybe on the verge of shutting down again in some. It's kind of regional over there, isn't it? As opposed, yeah. To the, the, the way it works here is is, is with moose, municipals, is how they call it. They've they've got more power here. Um, so I'm in I'm in I'm in Valenciana. So uh, um, our our region uh, bars close at five. Um, curfews at 10 and as long as you're wearing one of these all the time, it's fine. But schools yeah. are open. Things are things are things are fine as of where, you know, just like anywhere. There's there's WhatsApp groups and Facebook groups that have got theories and and all the things. But one 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 of my big takeaways of last year is I just stop with the news, stop with news. Yeah. And I, don't, I don't speak Spanish. I don't read Spanish very well, so I don't have a clue what's going on. I just uh, I just get told 
bad away from on what's what's happened and what's official. So I just go on go on that sort of guidance. Yeah, Focus on control, which is again something that I've passed on to so many people in the in, in my world last this last year is just listen, focus on what you can control. Don't don't worry about grants, don't worry about trying to get government money. Just literally just work on yourself, work on what you can get in for your business right now. And for so many people, I remember April, I remember the back end of March, I remember the start of April. It was scary times. You know, like people were, you know, the, the advice that I was giving was literally just look around your house, look around your flat right now, look at shit that you're not using that bike that you've you've literally ridden once well can you sell that can you make revenue like and that's what so many people have had to do this last year and had to pivot and had to look and and just be very agile and and flexible and you know the cool thing is is that right now as of january even though there's a lockdown happening we've we've lived through this We, we know what this is we know what to do it's just a case of number one can you be asked Number two, have you got that, you know, that oomph to do it? And if so, you know exactly what to do. Get on the Facebook yeah. group, get calling your, your local NHS. If you need accommodation right now, call an estate agent tomorrow and say, listen, I'm, I'm available. I've got a, I've got availability for anybody who's in between stays. And, you know, get on Gumtree and just post daily and you'd be amazed at how many um, bookings or inquiries you will get by the end of the week if you just do that for one week solid. Oh, yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Activity levels, isn't it, you know, and it's unfortunately some of that the short-term stay accommodation type industry hasn't had to do for quite some time. So so mm-hmm. what's on the cards for you? Just similar, a bit of, you know, what you're doing now, just keep keep pushing that forward, anything new or? Yeah, so the, um, the, the big thing that we're doing this year that's not me writing a book is our website design. Um, our website design, we've got new templates coming. So we, we've got WordPress templates, and we've got um, lots of different styles that are being updated due to the modern demands, like the, the whole Google algorithm and everything that's all changed and the rules that they set. So it's it's very, very, very uh, mobile phone heavy. Yeah. Um, the, the, the load speed has just had to increase massively. And we've got a very nice new wireframe that we've, we've put together based on, you know, what the current demands are. So we're designing that, which is exciting. Um the uh the academy side so like the training side so um I've, I've been tweaking that and i'm getting it accredited as we speak it's one of the things i was doing this evening was filling in a very 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 long document uh it's it's mad all the hoops that you have to jump through to get accredited but i think that it's really important to get accredited now you, uh, because 2020 so many people just started doing courses and you know there's, there's there's a lot of really good people but there's a lot of not very good courses out there and and i i know that the academy um is is the best in the world at helping when it comes to marketing tactics so i want to get it accredited i want to get that badge on it but to do that is a pain in the ass <laughs> it's a lot of work and and um content creator yeah, it's, it's taken on a world of its own. I've knocked it down to it. So again, this is another prime example. Content creator was £15 a month. And what it is, is that every month you get um, all of your content sorted for you for Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok, you name it. Uh, there's 30 fresh pieces of content every month with the copy and the images, which is which is really cool. It was £15 a month, but I just knocked it down to a fiver because I want to get as many, 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 many people to not have to worry when it comes to content creation because I do so many marketing reviews and I see so many people's pages and profiles and they haven't posted for like two weeks. And I'm like, well, why aren't you posting? And they say, well, I just don't know what to post. I don't know what to do. And so I'm like, well, literally a fiver. It's 
two Costa coffees. You know what I mean? It's it, and that's literally all it is a month. And I want to get more and more people to to have that in, in their in their arsenal, so they never have to come to me and go, I just don't know what to post. So, yeah, yeah we I've lowered the price, um, and uh, we're just really focusing on 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 just keeping everybody happy, making sure everybody survives and thrives and the podcast and, and and all of the things really. So that's like the main thing is just doubling down on what, what I'm doing. Um, not trying to get caught by too many shiny objects, although Clubhouse is doing its best <laughs> to get my attention and just, yeah, get this book done, get accredited. And um, yeah, hopefully live events will be back at some point. Yeah this yeah, year yeah. because um live events is something that i've never normally done i've done maybe one or two but i i see the power of it and having a book out it'll be great to be able to go to these live events with a book and and, and be um be a cool sort of like intro to a, a direct booking sort of world really that's what yeah, which is yeah. what i'm after yeah cool and just um some just kind of moving away from property slightly because i think we're quite aligned on this um you're very strict with your schedule yeah. and uh your working hours as i am i um do you want to just i think for the listeners we talk a lot about property strategies and, and it's all very important but yeah. at the end of the day we're all doing this for more time freedom you know and i think it's really important to boss your own week and and make sure that you are sticking to that so what's kind of what's worked for you and where did you make the change and why and yeah so 2016, I read a book by Tim Ferriss, The 4-Hour Workweek. I mean, most people will have heard of it. And um, I, at the time, was working, and this was like, this is probably peak of working at the family business. So it was anything but 4-Hour Workweeks. It was 12, 16-hour days. It's doing all of the things and trying to be, an you know, I, I like to be an active parent. You know, I, I do like to be there as much as possible. And... Um, after reading the four hour work week and discovering this amazing thing called a virtual assistant, I never realized that it could be a thing like a virtual team member, you know, cause I was so used to like the, the I was in the brick and mortar. We were used to just hiring, you know, college kids or, you know, school kids or whatever to come on and wait on. And we're hiring cleaners and things in, in house. So I never knew about this. So by taking that step, it really did help me sort of slow down a little bit and just sort of not try and do everything myself. And that was the start. And, I, you know, I the, the more that Boostly became my main gig, you know, I fell in that trap of thinking that I had to get up at 4.30 a.m. every day, do five till till nine, you know, and I had to do that early morning thing. And, and you know, it, it, it worked for a time, but then it didn't. You know, I think, you know, you've you got kids and you've got people who've got kids. Kids are great. Uh, making sure that you, your routine doesn't stick to your routine you know they 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 dictate your day whether you like it or or not and um so in 2019 we well me my wife and my three children we do a lot of traveling hence why we're in spain but we we we, we went in 2019 we moved to bali for four months and alfie was getting to that school age where he had to be doing something so we, we started doing homeschooling which is kind of funny now because everybody's doing homeschooling but when we started to bring homeschooling in, this whole getting up early, doing the five to nine thing. And then, you know, when we we're in Bali, I was doing a, a work for a resort. So then I was going to work for them from like till 10 till two and stuff. And so my wife was left breastfeeding uh, our youngest, having to do homeschooling. And there was like an excitable four-year-old jumping around as well. We we're like, this is just not working. So my hours now have changed and it's changed for the best. I, 
by by doing a couple of things. Number one, I realized that the best time for me to be working is when my potential audience or followers or customers are going to be online so I can do live videos and podcasts and training and whatnot. So you think about with hospitality and property people, no one's really online in the morning, in the day, because, again, changeovers and doing all of the things. But at nighttime, that is the perfect time because people are more likely to be um, online and be able to take part in live videos and whatnot. By the second thing, by outsourcing my tasks, the tasks that I didn't need to be doing or I certainly shouldn't be doing, that was another big thing for me. So all I did, and I learned this from a guy called Dan Meredith, it's the five, three, one system. So all I do at the start of the week, on a Sunday night, before I even start on Monday, I look at all the tasks that need doing and I give them a number, one, two, or three. And anything is one means only I can do it. So time and critical, I have to do it. And then everything that's two and three, I can outsource. And it depends on, on you know, my, my team has grown over the years. So it started off with one, now we're at 10. And it's just, it, and, and everybody has got their own task. No one's trying to do everything. So everybody's got their own specific task that they do, whether it's video editing or customer support or web design or, or what whatnot. So I pass that off to the team. So I'm, I'm able to cram an eight-hour day with all the things that I do into four hours. So I'm very strict. It's 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. And the reason why it's 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. is, number one, um, my wife is not a morning person. I'm a morning person. She hates getting up in the morning. I get up in the morning. So I get up with the kids. Um, I, I do the breakfast. I do the school run. My wife has now started up her own business, her, a network marketing, new skin business. So she works 9 till, till 1.30. Um, I do the school runs. I get the kids from the school, the nursery, and all the things from, from 2 um, from two o'clock until 5.30, strict family time. No phones, no technologies, no TV, no nothing. We just do family, whatever that is. And then uh, from 5.30, I jump in the car after we have an early dinner. I get to office, 6 to 10, I work. So from between 6 and 7.30, the kids are just sort of chilling out. They'll maybe watch an iPad or whatever. And, and, and um, it's a lot easier for my wife to put them to bed than it is to get excitable kids up in in, in, in the yeah. morning. So I do, I do six to 10 and it's Monday to Friday. And, you know, through trial and error and, you know, and that's outsourcing and just me working, you know, I've got very, very strict things that I do and I've got days. So for example, Tuesdays and Thursdays are my content days. So that's when I'll do live videos. It's when I come onto a podcast. Clubhouse is now that sneaked its way into that calendar but it's when i'll re record stuff write stuff do all the things monday and friday is my get shit done days so again no one can get hold of me on these days it's, these are like the the days that i have to get really important things done and it's you know it's 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 x y or z whatever that might be and then wednesday now is um basically i work from home so i won't work from the office on wednesdays because again um on a wednesday uh, just to give my wife a bit of hand, I go, uh, I, I make sure that I'm home to help put the baby to bed or, or put the boys to bed. And then I'll just work from home at the kitchen counter or whatever. And then Wednesdays is a day where it's, again, it's something that I can just do from home, i.e. writing the book. You know, I pretty much put that time aside on a Wednesday night now just to sort of get the book written or just something else that I can really simply do from like the kitchen counter after the boys, boys are asleep. But the cool thing about outsourcing and, and working with, virtual team members is that 90% of my team is based in the Philippines and Bali. So they are eight hours ahead of me. So um, I set the tasks. 
and they pretty much do it while I'm sleeping. And then all I literally do in the morning after I've done the school run, I turn my phone on and I have a quick look at WhatsApp and there's just a couple of messages and that's it. And, that, and yeah. that's, that's it dealt with. And, um, that is pretty much how my, my week is, is, um, is structured and scheduled. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah fully in control of your week there which is something that many 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 people especially entrepreneurs just kind of seem to crack is they just get so overwhelmed and the week takes over them because they've got no plan of attack they've got nothing diarized they've got nothing you know in schedule and they they'll allow what i've seen is they'll allow things to creep into their world like I, you have your monday and friday a strict no nothing else days i imagine mm-hmm. you don't say oh well i'm going to take a call on that day you know it's like no my calls have to go on a different day you know and and I think yeah. you've got to get you've got to get strict with that. And I think the consistency in doing that works. I I am the other way. So I do five AM till seven fifteen AM. But then mm-hmm. that's me pretty much done. So yeah. I am I'm pretty much done for the day after that. And then I can choose to do what I want to do thereafter. Don't get me wrong, I still get involved and I, I do tend to probably work a bit more, especially now we're in lockdown. There's absolutely nothing to do and nowhere to see. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully that'll change a bit. But um yeah, so it it's gotta it's gotta work for you, but I am a big fan and my I would a lot of people because I get this all the time of you know when do I take people on and they're gonna cost me money, this, that and the other. I, I don't know whether you agree, but from my experience I had that same mentality, but since taking people on, my business has grown. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. not I haven't had the expense just hampering the profit. Like I have grown, you know, mm-hmm. exponentially because other people are continuing to make the business work whilst we sleep or we go to the gym or we play with the kids or whatever, you know. But we have to obviously lead them. And I think um Yeah. Quite a lot of service accommodation owners can't really grasp this fact that they have to get out the operations if they want to scale their business. They can't be doing clean and linen, you know, as you experienced at your B and B, you know, it's, 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 yeah, it's, no, it's I, I witnessed it firsthand. And, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those where it's, it's hard because I get it, you know, it's, and I, we say all of this and it literally, whatever suits you, like whatever suits you and suits your family and and, and like and, and how you all work that, that's basically how you get your routine sorted and the i mean the, the main thing to to sort of say is that i was outsourcing even when i was bringing in when boost was bringing in less than 1000 uh, pound a month revenue simply being is that i quickly realized that i can't be doing everything i can't spin all the plates because you'll burn y- y- yourself out and you know it's um it's something that I, I did early on. And when I first started, it was literally simply a case of somebody was designing uh, graphics for me or um, maybe getting a couple of addresses or email addresses for me or just doing like little tasks. Because when we start up a business, it's like your own baby. You know, it's really hard to let go. And, that, you know, people call it power hungry or, or whatever. I just call, you just got to get out your own way sometimes. You got to just yeah. find somebody. And, and there's some amazing websites now that you can, that you can find like Upwork and, and onlinejobs.ph. Um, th- th- there's a really cool um, club just started called the PA Club. Um, uh, James Mitchell's just started up. And it's, it's a really cool idea. Again, they, they will help match VAs to what your needs are. And, it's, and you know, James is from like the service accommodation world. So it's, it's a yeah, PA club. So it's a, again, there's loads of solutions out there to help. The, the biggest thing is your own mindset shift. 
and it's you know it's hard my 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 parents my my mum like she religiously does the books and the accounting every month and every quarter she complains about it every single time but she will never let go of it and it's the one thing that i got rid of as soon as possible the bookkeeping and the accounting because it's just so time consuming and it's something that is so important and I was getting it wrong every single time when I first started doing it myself. So it's and I and it, and it's something that will really come back to bite you in the ass if you keep getting wrong. And I was. So it's again one of the first things that I could do, and when I could do it, I, I outsourced it, and I, I got somebody who can do it, and they have been phenomenal for me. So yeah, the, the, there's so many different parts. I think the power of today's world is you don't have to go and give them a 25 grand a year salary and a massive contract and, you know, fall into all the ACAS rules and all that, you know, like you can just hire VAs on mm-hmm. a, like, I need a couple of hours this week. Would you mind doing X, Y, Z? I need three hours next week. And you just build it with your business. And I think we do have that luxury now that you didn't have 15, 20 years ago. You know, it was either full-time employed or not. And we have, and as you do, you know, you go over the Philippines. I personally tried that for my business and I couldn't make it work. Um, obviously it's working for you, which is great. So you do have that, that luxury as well. And, um, you know, it's an incredible, and this is all, let's be honest, because of Facebook, <laughs> that's how we all connect these days. And that's how, you know, we get together with them and, and, um, and it works incredibly well. So I say it all the time, you know, with my clients and, you know, get stuff off your plate. That's not generating income sooner rather than later, but keeping hours the same. I remember one night sat there, just reconciling payments in zero. Especially in service accommodation, you get a lot of payments through your business. Mm-hmm. Trying to match booking.com payments with no reference numbers. And mm-hmm. I was just like, this is enough for me. You know, it's got to go. And that was one of my first hires. And, um, yeah, so um, awesome. Uh, do you have any questions for me? Or, I mean, <laughs> sometimes well, what, well, what are you working on, buddy? What, what, what is the big plan uh-huh. for your 2021 apart from buying up B&Bs? Yeah, so B&Bs, um, I am also um, looking at, uh, we're nearly there as well, and taking on the first few units over in Dubai. So I wanted to do this last year, and then obviously COVID hit, so I put the brakes on it. So I went out there in early December and uh, started the wheels in motion, and I was on a few calls today analyzing properties with um, the guy I've got on the ground out there. So I'm really looking forward to that. I've got a bit of a buzz again about deal sourcing. So it's like a new venture, and obviously new territory. So I want to make sure that it, it works. Um, I think I've got the process here nailed and, and, the, and the guys on the team here are out and about. I haven't viewed a property here for quite some time now. Um, but I am excited about doing that because I do love the place. I haven't lived there and I'd like to spend a lot more time there. So it's probably as much as it's a business thing, it's a more of like an excuse to all, all just creep out there a bit as well. If you've been out there and, you, and you've lived there and you, you're like, you know, the area just makes life yeah. a whole, a whole lot, a whole lot easier. So no, yeah. no, good luck with it, buddy. So, um, so yeah. So, um, and then just, you know, as much and muchness, just keep buying the buy let over here and keep spinning the money through and, and going like that. But um, awesome to have you on board. I know you're a busy man, so I'm going to let you go. Uh, I'm sure everyone's, um, you know, found it very, very useful. If people want to get websites built, get in touch with you, go on your training, how can they get all of you? So the best place to start is always boostly.co.uk. So B-O-O-S-T-L-Y.co.uk. Uh, and if you want to chat, Instagram is the best place. Instagram, just come on to Instagram, Boostly UK. Uh, you, you, you can reach me on there if you want to if you want to send a message or anything. But but yeah, uh, on, on that Boostly website, there's um, 
uh, if anybody wants to get started in a direct booking sort of journey, there's there's a, a little five-step video guide that I've put on there to help everybody. It shows you Google Ads. It shows your email marketing, like step-by-step. And um, yeah, it's the best place to get started. Little five little free videos. Uh, so go to boostly.co.uk, put your email in, and you can start your little oh, journey yeah. from there. Cool. Pleasure. Well, thanks again, Mark. Absolute pleasure. I'm sure we'll catch up through the year, but uh, all the yeah. best. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me. Yes, buddy.